Welcome to Jesse I Interviews, as always coming to you from the unceded lands of the Rwindjeri and Boonwang people of the Kulin Nation. I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode is one close to my heart as it features the singer whose voice first got me into reggae music, way back in 1993 when I was a high school student. The late lead singer of Third World, born William Clark, but better known as Bunny Ruggs. Bunny was also one of the nicest and warmest people I've ever met in reggae music. I first met him in person in 2005 when he came to Melbourne on Third World's first ever Australian tour. I went and met him at his hotel in St Kilda during the day. We went out for lunch together before heading across town to voice some dubplate specials for Chantown Sound. And he was seriously good vibes the whole time. He obviously enjoyed himself too and he was still in a dubplate mode at the concert that night, name checking Chantown pretty much all night. Hearing him sing Jesse I is a reggae ambassador at the Prince of Wales is something that will definitely stay with me forever. This interview, though, is from 1999, when the idea of Third World coming to Australia was just a dream for the both of us. So here we go. A 19-year-old fanboy, Jesse I, interviews one of his musical heroes, Bunny Ruggs. Okay, can you still hear me, Bunny? Yes, I can hear you, man. All right, that's coming through perfect. So, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you very loud and clear. Okay, great. Okay, that's wicked. So, uh, my name's Jesse. Um, uh-huh. I do a show here called Chant Down Babylon on uh, PBS FM here. It's the biggest sort of uh, community broadcaster. So, uh, I do a right. sh- Saturday afternoon show, and I've been a big Third World fan for, uh, for many, many years. I'll get into that when I start the interview. Um, uh-huh. Are you ready to go? Go ahead, man. Okay. Right now on the line, I have Mr. Bunny Ruggs. Bunny Ruggs, welcome to Chant Down Babylon. Hey, it's my pleasure, my friend. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Well, I've got to start by uh, by saying that it's a tremendous honor to be speaking to you, Bunny. Um, I've been a reggae fan for uh, about six or seven years now. It was, it was your voice that got me in. Um, I was always a rap and hip-hop fan until I heard 96 Degrees in the Shade back when I was still in high school. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had a couple third world tapes, and uh, for about a year, my father and I used to listen to them every single day on the way to school. Uh, he was a teacher, so he used to drive me to school and we'd listen to these tapes every day. Um, so we basically got into reggae the same way together, and I'd like to thank you not only for speaking to me right now, but simply for turning me on to reggae in the first place. Yeah, I would like to thank your father. <laughs> He's a great man. Yes, he is. Thank, thank you very much, man. <laughs> well, I'd like to start way back at the beginning, if you don't mind. Um, can no, you please? go ahead. Yeah, can you please tell us where and when you were born? Um, I was born in... Um Jamaica in a little country town in Manchester by the name of Bloomfield um, on February 6th, uh, 1948. Okay. And when I celebrate the same birthday as um, Bob Marley. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll have to make sure I play the third world tunes on Bob Marley's birthday as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when did you first start singing? As far as far back as I can remember, um, I always was uh, as I can, uh, at about ten. But professionally, I started when I was about seventeen. I got paid first when I was about eighteen. Okay. 
So I professionally brew between 17 and 18. Okay. Who was the first person to pay you? What producer first recorded you? Um, the, the first thing was a live performance at a, um, a nightclub on Maxfield Avenue in Kingston by the name of Kitty Matt Club. Okay. And um, the producer of that show, his name was Horace Forbes, was a very famous Jamaican concert um, promoter. Mm, okay. When did you first enter the studio? Um, I f uh, first entered the studio um, when I was in New York in, I think, 1970. Okay. 1969, and I recorded her. Uh, my first song was um, a, a makeover of Sweet Caroline, the Neil Diamond song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sweet Caroline, which was number one in Jamaica for about four months. So I was very fortunate at that time. My first recording went number one in the country that mm. I was born for about four months. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good achievement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I know the French reggae label Taboo One has just released a great new CD, To Love Somebody, which has you at Lee Perry's Black Ark in 1974. So what, what were you doing in between uh, that first hit in 70 and 74? Um, I had my own group in New York by the name of um, um, Wild Bunch, and um, I worked with uh, various groups like Hugh Hendricks and the Buccaneers. And then at around 1974, early 74, I decided to return to Jamaica, and I ended up at the Lee Perry's Black Ark studio, mm -hmm. where I recorded that album. Right. And that album was released under the name Bunny Scott, right? Well, um, we, uh, Lee Perry, Scratch went away to Europe for about eight to ten months and um, came back and said that he released the album under the name of Bunny Scott. And I said, why the hell did you do something like that? He said, because the Scottish people like that name. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that was the end of that. It's an interesting marketing strategy. Yeah, <laughs> you know Lee Perry, he's um, very creative. Mm. So how did you enjoy working with him? Um, it was a tremendous uh, schooling. Right. Um, he, he uh, technically, he's not um, the best, but creatively, like he's a naturalist. He, he takes things from out of the air. He takes mm. one word and turn it into a sentence and... He's very good at that, you know. He's very good at um, at, at vibes. He's a vibes person, so mm. that was really good for me. That right. Well, I know the album includes some uh, some very very sweet songs, and it's got a real strong sort of U.S. soul influence. Um, soul's obviously been a big influence in your singing. Why, why exactly is that? Um, one of my favorite singer, to be honest with you, is Nat King Cole. Okay. Um, my second favorite singer is Aretha Franklin. Mm. And the reason for that is um, in Jamaica in the earlys, we didn't have our own music and we didn't have our own radio station, so mm. we would get feeds out of Miami. Right. So we grew up listening to groups like Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, um, The Temptations, The Drifters, um, Johnny Mattis, people like that, you know, mm -hmm. Ella Fitzgerald, right. Duke Ellington Band, that kind of stuff. So okay. it wasn't until the early 60s or I would think the late 50s when we got our own um, recording studios and we started to, to make our own records. So 
I was influenced by the sound that was coming out of the radio from America, you know. Mm, okay. Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, who um, is a strong influence on Jamaican music, even with Bob Marley and the Whalers, all mm-hmm. the groups, the Clarendonians, um, all the groups would pattern uh, Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. Right. Well, I understand you joined the group Third World in 1976 after the release of the um, the band's self-titled debut album. How did how did you come to become a part of Third World? Well, uh, actually, we were um, the, the members at that time: Cat Core, William Stewart, Ibu Cooper, and myself. We were all members of the Inner Circle. Right. Um, in like '69 to '70, 70, '71. And then I, I, I had um, doing this demo album for Atlantic Records when um, I was in New York, putting that together when Third World went on their first U.S. tour, mm-hmm. and they were at a place by the name of the Bottom Line in the Village, and I went there to see them on their first tour, and I have been with them since. Okay. So it was like a reunion. It's not like there were strangers. We, right. we we have worked together for several years, you know. Right. Well, Third World were one of the first reggae acts signed to Island Records. I understand after Bob Marley. Do you think Marley deserves much credit for the uh, the crossover success of bands like Third World? Um. Yes, I, I would say yes. Um, people like Marley and Jimmy Cliff. Um, you know, they really paved the way. People like um. um uh, Clement Dodd uh, producers, uh, they're responsible, yes, and we just came with a, a, a little different style, mm. um, basically the same message, and we just had, um, we just experimented a little more with the music, right. in terms of instrumentation, like um, keyboards, um, harmonica, guitar solos, um, different chord changes and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Well, I know many reggae purists these days tend to write off some of Third World's output sort of from the mid-80s onwards as being a bit too oriented to the crossover market. What do you think about those sort of criticisms? Um, I can deal with them. Um, uh, um, songs like Sense of Purpose and, and Try Your Love and Know That We Found Love, those songs have um, done tremendous good for us. They, uh, people would walk up to me and say that... Um, know that we found love took them through high school or took mm-hmm. them through a, 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 a bad divorce or whatever. So those songs um, really were important at the time. Right. Um, the, the music was to capture the ears of, of those who weren't listening to reggae music at the time. And the, the music captured them and then they would listen to what's being said. Right. Um, Try to love is very powerful statement. Um, sense of purpose is very powerful. Know that we found love is very powerful. So I'm very happy. I, I can deal with the criticisms because mm. I, I now I see people um, turning towards that type of music now. Right, yeah. Well, like I mentioned, for me, uh, 96 Degrees in the Shade was the album that got me. And so for me, that album is always going to be one of the best reggae albums ever, without a doubt. Perfect Roots. Um, the album credits state that it was recorded in Jamaica, England, and the U.S. Can you tell me a little bit about how that album came around? Um, well, we started it in Jamaica, the Harry J. Studios in Kingston. And um, we did like a post-production work there. And then we went to Basin Street in London 
um, to to um, finish it up, you know, um, re-record some stuff. Um, in Jamaica, the studios are constantly busy. We have more studios per square mile than any other country in the world, and they're booked 24 hours, right around the clock. So we we wanted to concentrate more on like writing and um, and 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 do really a good final production. So mm. we went to to London and the United States where we had more space, we had a little more time, so we could concentrate on what we're doing. Kingston is very busy, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, the uh, third world didn't really come from the same ghetto background that many of those Kingston reggae artists did. Uh, is that correct? I mean, how, how and how has this affected your career? Um, third world has a, a, a mixed. Um, I grew up in the ghetto. Right. Um, Richard Daly, the bass player, grew up in the ghetto. Okay. Um, Michael Cooper at the time he grew up in the country as a country boy, but um, we basically migrated to um, what you'd call um, midtown eventually because um, you had more facilities for for uh, music, for instruments, for uh, places to play and rehearse and stuff. Um, but the, the middle, the, 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 it hasn't affected us. I think what it has done is it has um, uh, showed people that the music can come from anywhere, mm. can come from any part of the society. It, it makes no difference. The, the, the most important thing is what is being said. Mm. And, and nobody knows. Um, the, the, the man downtown, he knows a particular type of struggle, but the person uptown, he knows a particular type of struggle also. Right. So if you combine both of them, then you'll have a very powerful, powerful and long-lasting message. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, for me, the message really does transcend all sort of racial, class barriers, whatever. Yes. Yeah, I know. The, well, the band's been going strong for over twenty-five years now, but I believe the um, the lineup has continued to change in recent times. Yeah, well, in the last three years, we um, uh, replaced our drummer. Um, William Stewart with um, Tony Ruption Williams, who is Jamaica's finest drummer, he's the best. And um, we have added a, an additional keyboard and guitar player. Mm -hmm. um, so now, instead of having five of us on stage, there's six okay. of us, and five out of the six actually sing. So the music has gotten broader, bigger, the vocals have, uh, have gotten stronger, and the instruments have much sweeter. So um, the last three years, the band has been. Uh, the new third world it is um sounds much better um and the, the the three members that we have added are younger young people mm -hmm. um mid twenties early thirties so the energy has lifted again you know right okay it it is a great um uh, a group to see right now right now we're very hot yeah, okay. Well, you've always had a reputation as being one of the best touring shows in reggae, and I mean, you know, all the reports I'm getting, it doesn't sound like you're letting up at all. How, lo how long do you think uh, Third World is going to keep going? Oh, well, my friend, what can I tell you? I will never stop singing, so... Mm -hmm. Well, I hope you keep singing until you come down under. We'd love to see you here in Australia. I'll, I have, I'm, I'm working on that. We want to. We, we, have, we have been invited, but it has never happened... And every interview I do, they ask us where we would like to go. <laughs> and I say we would like to play China and we would like to play Australia. Right. We'd love to see you down here. 
Hey, well, as well as working with Third World, you've also uh, found time for your solo projects. Um, Roots Reggae has really sort of experienced a resurgence in Jamaica lately, I think. Um, are you at all interested in sort of working in that current studio system in Jamaica? Yes, man. Um, I, that, that's, um, that's the bonus for me, to be able to work with Third World and also have um, projects that I'm involved in. Um, I, I just am finishing up a new solo album that is would be distributed by um, Taboo One, which is my business partner. Okay. A um, couple of years ago, I did um, my solo album, um, Talking to You, mm-hmm. and um, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. It's a good thing. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. So, so what exactly does the uh, the future hold for Bunny Rugs beyond the new album? Any long term um, plans? Uh, say it again. Any long term plans? Um, yes, man. As a matter of fact, uh, we're doing the Caribbean in the next three weeks. Okay. And at the end of that, I'm going to Jamaica to finish up this project that I have and start another one. Okay. I plan the year 2000 to spend more time in the studio, and I hope that I get the chance to come to Australia before... Um, the end of the, the t- year 2000. Yeah, we, we, we're hoping as well. That sounds great. Do you have any uh, final words for the people down under? Yes. Um, I just want to say one love to all the, the fans who have supported us throughout the years and to all the young people. I'm asking you all to stay in school. Education is the best thing. Stay in school. Sometimes it might be boring or you might not want to go to school today or this term, but Stay in school. Learn as much as you can learn. And um, stay away from drugs. Don't mess with drugs. Drugs is not good for you. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of a good brain. So stay in school. Learn as much as you can learn and we see you soon. All right. Bunny Ruggs, thank you very, very much for taking the time out to have a chat with me today. Thank you for calling, my friend. Okay. Bunny, before you go, uh, that was was fantastic. Uh, Would would you be able to record a quick, uh, just a quick ID, a jingle for the radio show? Go ahead. Name okay. of the station. Uh, it's PBS FM. Uh-huh. And uh, the name of the show is Chant Down Babylon with Jesse I. All right. You ready? Yeah, it's recording. Come make we chant down Babylon, yes. Come make we chant down Babylon, yeah. Come make we chant down Babylon, boy. Come make we chant down Babylon, yeah. This is Bonner Rock, Sam Third World. It's a TBS FM number one. Chant down Babylon. Stay airy. Fantastic. Can, we, can I get you to record one more? I'll just turn the level down slightly, Bunny Rugs. Okay. That's fantastic. And uh, yeah, my name is Jesse I. If you want to chuck that in, that would be fantastic. Your name is who? Jesse. Jesse I. Jesse I. That's right. Okay. You ready? Yes, indeed. Come make we chant down Babylon, boy. Come make we chant down Babylon, yeah. Come make we chant down Babylon, boy. Come make we chant down Babylon, yeah. Jesse I from TBS FM, number one station in the world. Bunny Rugs said that. Easy now. Fantastic, Bunny Rugs. That is brilliant. That'll Thank be going. You, that'll be uh, getting played every week on the show. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, What's your number, man? Uh, my phone number? Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, it's uh, 0413. 0413. Yep, 
Seven Eleven. Yeah. And what city are you in? I'm in uh, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have the Third World's new album? Uh, I don't think I do. Not yet. No, I don't have that one. Generation coming? No, I don't have that one. I haven't been able oh. to find that here in Australia yet. Okay, guess what you do for me, my friend? Yes, what? I give you a fax number and you fax me your name and address and I'll have some shipped out to you. That would be fantastic, Bunny Rugs. We'll have that on the airwaves pretty soon. If that'd okay, be, the that'd fax be brilliant. number is? Yep. 941-427-3300. Okay, I'll get that in the fax this morning. Okay, sir. What time is it there? It's uh, just about 20 minutes past 10 in the morning. Oh, good. It's um, 6.30 here, my friend. Okay. In the evening. Right, yeah. I was hoping oh. the times. So I, I, I had the number from, uh, from Guillaume for quite a while, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't been able to get the times right, but I finally uh, was here early enough to do it this morning. Okay. You can call me anytime, my friend. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Bunny. It's, Take care, it's my friend. It's an honor to speak to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bunny Ruggs, former lead singer of Third World, speaking to me via phone back in 1999. It's amusing now to hear him tell me to fax him my info. I dare say I would have, but I don't recall ever getting any more music sent over from him. That's it for another one. Remember, if you enjoy the podcast, you can support it directly on Patreon, or just help spread the word and leave it a positive review on whatever podcast platform you use. Shout out to the patrons, Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, Ben Comerford, Todd Solomon, John from Champion Sound, and Tom Tanuki. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay in school and stay away from drugs. Isis. Rude boy, you know chant down sound them run things every time, I tell you. Hold on, yes, 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 yes. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. down sound, yeah, yeah. Yes, listen. Tonight we come for killer sound. Tonight we come for murder sound. Tonight we come for berry sound. Yes, chant down sound, I go kill them all tonight Don't you know chant down sound, make everything alright When we murder sound, we 
Sound, oh. 